0: Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I am so beyond excited about this amazing guest I have on my podcast today. She is an amazing woman, a mama, an entrepreneur. I actually met her several times at like different events in LA and at Sundance, and I'm so excited to get to reconnect with her and have her back on my show. Katrina Scott, successful entrepreneur, passionate brand building expert, and a new mom that advocates for body kindness and self-love. Katrina started her career in Boston as a master fitness trainer and group fitness instructor with a degree in health science. Scott began filming workout videos as the first fitness expert on YouTube. As her first fresh perspective on health and wellness reached millions of women in the first year, she moved to California to pursue her dream of creating a powerful fitness brand, which is now known as Tone It Up. I've taken tone up classes, by the way, and they're amazing. So founding Tone It Up, one of the most successful fitness empires in the world, the brand has been featured in Business Insider, Shape, Self, Good Morning America, Today Show, like no big deal, top tier press. Scott has been on the cover of Women's Health, LA Yoga, Athletics and Fitness Association of America, and the Improper Bostonian as a Fitness Phenomenon. She is a passionate writer and the co-author of To Fit, Fierce and Fabulous and Balanced and Beautiful, 5-Day Reset for Your Body, Mind and Spirit. She's been featured in Forbes for creating a successful fitness empire and named Create and Cultivate's Top 100, honoring women who are masters in their field. She has also headlined the Pop Sugar Playground Festival and has been a keynote speaker at the Happy Mom Conference, featuring body kindness and postpartum health and wellness. With over 10 years of experience in her community of building, producing amazing video content and successful online marketing, Katrina Scott is dedicated to helping women in their careers, igniting their creative brilliance passion, and purpose. Christina, welcome to my show. I'm so honored to have you. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> You're welcome. You have, oh my God, you have quite the amazing, you know, resume and everything you've done. And by the way, I have to like laugh at myself right now with the intro. I said back on my show, I have complete baby and mom brain combined it has just made my brain like squash so first time guest on my show hopefully we'll come back on my show but i just had to correct myself there but christina thank you so much for being here i truly love you know what you do you know your are following your community everything you post and share is always so uplifting but yet so real and inspiring i'm always looking at your posts you know especially with postpartum like to feel good about myself and everything. And I just love that you have dedicated yourself to that for women and tone it up is like, obviously an empire, but it is such an amazing community. And I've taken so many classes and like, not only is it amazing workouts and things that, you know, work, but it's like attainable and it's not daunting. And it's just so like refreshing when it comes to working out, especially someone like myself, who is just really not someone who enjoys working out. I've just never been that person.
1: Uh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like You know, my mission has always been to help women feel their absolute best and enjoy, um, enjoy working out and then, you know, appreciate and celebrate their bodies and enjoy the journey, not just the destination when they have goals. And, um, but it shifted so much when I became pregnant, became a mom, because I truly understood uh, this this surrender that women go through because we can't really control everything. Well, we can't control anything actually um, when, <laughs> when you go into pregnancy and then um, postpartum. And so uh, I think that that's been, you know, one of my main missions is um, there it's so out of your control that sometimes we own everything that happens as our fault or our responsibility for um, like your bodies, the way that they've changed and this and that. And um, and really it's, it's not even in our control and um, it can be something that's beautiful and it can be something that is difficult. And so uh, just talking with women about that journey and making sure that they know that it's okay. And then I'm here for them too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think that's such a great message because you're right. It's like motherhood is such a surrender. And now that I especially have Two little ones, I am learning that surrender on a whole new level. Like, yeah. it is, just, I mean, it's beautiful, but it is messy, it is chaotic. And there are so many times where, like, I'll think I'm in control and, like, I'll have somewhat of a schedule. And then it's like, oh, nope, this is going on with my toddler, this is happening with my newborn. And, like, it is what it is. And you're right. It's like, I think it's so hard for us as women, I think especially entrepreneur women, should really struggle with that surrender and also really struggle with the fact that. Their bodies really, they can't surrender to the way their bodies are. And I know I'm guilty of that too. Like when I had Amelia, I had an unexpected C-section after like a very long traumatic birth. And after 42 hours, I wound up in a C-section. And Mm. my body was so swollen for months from all the meds and everything else I had gone through. And then my mental state was just like not there. And as I was like, you know, growing through postpartum, I would look at myself and I would look at myself in in the mirror and be like, oh God, like what is going on in my body? And like, why do I look like that? And what happened to me bouncing back into my jeans and feeling like this and feeling like that. And I love that you empower women and moms to know like whatever you go through in your life, like you need to own your body and you need to love your body. And I really want to get into that today. is like, you know, discussing, especially for you know, w- women who become moms, like how you really do love and honor your body in all those different places and not shame yourself.
1: Yeah. I feel like, you know, for a lot of women that watched, you know, as I got pregnant and as I showed cellulite and stretch marks and as a fitness instructor, you know, showing those things and saying, Hey, this is me too. And I'm going through this too. And it's, and it's okay. A lot of women would say, you know, how did you get to the place that you were even okay with that? And, um, I think it was a lot of work beforehand. And so um, for anyone that's listening that is not a mom yet, or maybe you're looking to have another baby and you don't want to go through uh, what you did before, I I really believe a lot of the work leading up to your pregnancy is really important. Um, And that that surrender has to happen. I mean, if you're surrendering halfway through, you're like, Oh, you know, if you're, if you're trying to control how pregnancy changes your body, it'll make you crazy. But um, knowing that when you get pregnant, like your body is going to change and that you have the ability to, you're a miracle maker. And now I realize more than ever that my, uh, my daughter, uh, Isabel is truly, truly a miracle more than I ever even realized um, uh, when, when I was even pregnant with her. But, you know, I think it's, If you need to make lists, uh, you know, journaling is huge for me where every single day I write down three things that I'm grateful for. So if you can start doing that um, during your pregnancy journey or um, your fertility journey or whatever, and focus on grateful you are, then when your body starts to change, you're like, I'm so grateful that I can carry this baby, even though I have tiger stripes, you know, it's like, and so um, I do want to emphasize that because a lot of women that are in the thick of it, it is hard to say, Hey, be grateful for the changes. And they're like, I'm trying to be grateful, but I'm having a hard time. And so I think that that was a big part of my narrative too, is I, I want women to know that it's okay to be sad too like to if you i don't want anyone to ever feel guilty for you know looking in the mirror and saying i don't want cellulite like that's okay too and so i want to make sure that i validate all women that have said you know i didn't go into full acceptance i i i had a hard time with it and that's okay too um i guess what i'm here to make sure that women know is that it's absolutely beautiful you have so much time so much time do not be in a rush to t- your body um motherhood is this like amazing thing that if if anyone could go back i guarantee someone that is a mom will tell you that they wish that they enjoyed their pregnancy a little more because they missed their bump or they miss those little coos of a newborn or maybe they miss i mean i actually was up throughout like throughout every two hours for feedings um, you know, and I saw those first smiles and I, I miss actually being up at 2am with my daughter when it was just us and the world was sleeping. Like it was just something that even though I was tired, everything that you go through that's really tough, you will actually miss. Um, so, so yeah, I don't even know <laughs> I could ramble on this. On- no, I love
0: it because it's just, it's so honest and, and, and raw and, and it's true. It's like, I have to remind myself of that too, you know, like having two, like with Arlie, it's like you know, I have, it's hard to split both of the girls' time with Amelia and Arlie. And it's like at night when Arlie is exhausting me and I'm nursing, I'm like, but this is my time with her because I'm splitting the whole time for most part during the day, except for when Amelia naps. So it's like, that's my time to get to have that precious time with her, to nurse her, to calm her, to, you know, lay with her. And, you know, I'll be honest, like there's been moments where I've been laying in bed and I looked at my body and I've like squeezed, you know, like my belly fat and been like, oh why hasn't this gone yet? Like, I've, you know, it's been a couple months and I have to like really check myself and be like, Allie, you had her a couple months ago. Like, it's okay. You know? And I, and I think that with Amelia for my first, it was so hard for me to do that, Katrina. It was so hard for me to look at my body and go, it's okay. You know, you had a C section. It's okay. You know, that, you know, things went the way they did. Like, it's okay. I couldn't do that for like over a year. It was like, I hated the way my body looked. I hated the way I felt I didn't like, you know, what I was seeing in the mirror, like everything triggered me and it was very hard for me. I,
1: I've, I've heard from so many women that feel the same way and that, that should be comforting that anyone that's going through it right now or did go through that, you share the same feelings as so many women feel, and it is totally normal, two, three, four, five months postpartum, even a year when you have multiples, who has time with even multiples or a baby plus a job plus every all of our responsibilities like there's not a ton of time in that first year with all that adjustment to really focus on your body and i think that was something that um i don't know that's something that i i tell my friends now is when you first have a baby the last thing that i want you to focus on is how i'm going to bounce back and how i'm going to lose weight and the whole mentality of bounce back a lot of people use that Phrase with me, and everyone said, "Oh, don't worry. You're a fitness trainer. You're going to bounce back. You're going to bounce back." And I was like, "You know, it's it's fascinating that everyone wants to go backwards. And your body goes through over 500 changes when you go when you're pregnant and um, when you have a newborn. 500 changes. And so to think that we show our bump during our pregnancy, and then all of a sudden we hide." our bodies post-pregnancy, like we should be ashamed until we bounce back or we fit into those jeans. I actually got rid of all my pre-pregnancy jeans because I didn't want them to be on the shelf in my closet and make me feel bad because I only, I didn't want to bounce back. I wanted to bounce forward and I only wanted to move forward into this new, my new hips. And, um, and there were times where I couldn't find anything to wear and I had to buy a new outfit. And so, and And making that okay is just repetitive gratitude and saying, I don't want to go back to the person that I was before I became superwoman. Okay. So let that sink in like you are so powerful. You were able to make life and create life and then feed them and then sleepless and do all the things that you do in your life. We're not going backwards. You are so incredible. And so go out get some new jeans and, and treat your body um, to whatever you feel is good for you. So um, within the first three months, I was grabbing bowls of cereal, toast, um, pizza, anything that made me feel good while I was like, you know, breastfeeding around the clock. I was so grateful that I could breastfeed. So that's, that's something that I kept going back to gratitude. And then i um, grateful that I could be home and be – throughout all you know the night and then be during be here during the day and so I was really grateful for that I know a lot of women um, don't have maternity leave and so um, I was I did get back into work and emails a little too soon and so that's one regret I think um, maybe even from home I should have slept when she slept <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's good for it to know for the future um, but yeah when you're breastfeeding and you're around the house I mean it's like a nudist colony when you're breastfeeding and you're looking down, when you look at your stomach, I want you to realize that you have so much time. And I still looked pregnant as a fitness trainer. I still looked pregnant four months postpartum. I looked four months postpartum. I still looked about four or five months pregnant. And I took pictures because I was like, this is me right now where everyone probably really expected me to bounce back. That's what they said. At three months or even six weeks, but that wasn't me, and I and I and I didn't really want it to be me because I wasn't in a rush. And so um, I think when we take a step back, we release all expectations, we surrender, um, we have gratitude, and just knowing that we have so much time. And then um, my breastfeeding journey. Uh, came to an end, she stopped latching on, I pumped exclusively six months, Um, I started cutting my milk with uh, formula. So then she could still have some for like a couple months, which was like the best idea ever, if anyone's looking to do that. Um, And then, um, as soon as I was done breastfeeding, you know, my hormones uh, came back to a little, I I would say, like normalized a little bit, Um, obviously never the same again. And then um, I was able to run because it's so hard to do cardio when you're Milk, your milk is full, and like I just didn't do cardio for like six months, and so um, you know. And then about a year postpartum, I was like, I'm feeling good, I feel strong, and I'm a new person. And so um, I think whenever that word backwards or back comes up, it's okay if it does. Try to try to like almost to correct yourself. Say you know, oh, I can't wait to get back on those jeans. Go, no, I can't wait to feel good in jeans in just jeans. And it's okay if you don't feel good in them right now, because sweatpants are amazing. (laughs) Um,
0: Sweatpants or a robe is like my go-to right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. And, um, and yeah, and when you're, you know, topless, like you just said, and you grab your belly, um, if you catch yourself being like, you know, why do I still feel this way? Maybe even for a moment, for every time that you talk to your body a certain way, think about talking to your body how you would talk to your baby. So your baby has rolls, your baby has little dimples and your baby's round. So kind of correct yourself and be like, you know what, what would I tell my baby right now? And that they have so much time and they're beautiful and their roles and everything about them is remarkable. And the two of you will be able to um, evolve and grow together, so.
0: I love that, that's, that's so beautiful and such an important message when you were pregnant, you know, and you started kind of seeing your stretch marks and seeing your body change, did you, was it at first for you, like, was it hard to first see your body like that? Or do you feel like you had already kind of mentally prepared yourself to know that there were going to be changes?
1: Yeah, I think, I did the work ahead of time. Um, and so that's why I, I have made the emphasis. I, at first when I was saying to women, you know, it's okay, look, <laughs> and I was open about it right, in, right away. Yeah. I said, you know, I have cellulite, I have search marks. And then women were like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, how did you get comfortable with that? And that really made me think too. And I, and I love that I have that um, transparency and dialogue with the women that follow me, because it made me think like, oh, wow, that's so true. So I think, um, I I don't know how how I felt when I first saw stretch marks. I, I just remember starting a video and being like, what do I do? <laughs> um, but I definitely didn't cry or anything like that. Because I think, um, you know, I grew up the heaviest girl uh, in elementary school. And fitness, the reason why I got into fitness is because I'm not you know, naturally fit or naturally lean, I, I work out to feel good. And then um, I eat to feel good. I don't exercise to burn off food, or I don't eat to, you know, that I have a really good relationship with exercise and a separate um, relationship with food. And I think that that's also really important. Um, But, but yeah, I think sometimes when people look at me, they might think, Oh, she's just naturally fit. And so knowing that it doesn't come naturally to me, I knew with hormones, even when I was on birth control in high school, I remember gaining like 12 pounds within the first few months. I was like, Oh my goodness, like hormones take a huge part in that. And if you want ice cream and pizza because you have cravings or it's the only thing that you can hold down during your pregnancy, like get after it go for it. You have so much time. It's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's, it's so true. And, And I love that you said like, you know, for you, you have a really healthy relationship with working out and food. Cause I think with society and so much that we see, it's like, oh, you know, in order to be a certain weight or a certain number, you must do this, or you must follow that. And, you know, you can't, you know, do this. And if you do, you shame yourself and you go down like this whole, like, you know, tunnel of like crap where you're like, Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So like, what do I do? How, how do I make myself happy? But then how do I feel like I'm also going to attain, you know, what I want to attain. And I love that you said, like, you have to remind yourself that you have time, especially after you have a baby and you have to remind yourself that like you have changed and find those relationships. And I think same with myself. It's like, I'm breastfeeding around the clock, especially right now, Arlie's like clustering like crazy. She's going Mm -hmm. to go through another growth spurt. So it's just like game on, you know, living on my boob and I'm eating like a psycho and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting to like finally drop a little. And here I am now, like just eating like crazy. And just hearing you say that, like brought tears to my eyes to like remind myself, like it's okay. I'm nourishing my body to nourish my baby.
1: Yeah. I it's, it's so emotional the entire all, just all of it and so um one one thing that really really helped during cluster feeding by the way it was coconut water because you get so dehydrated think about how much liquid is coming out of your body
0: <laughs> yeah seriously so cool. coconut water okay that's
1: uh Helps that's- with your yeah. electrolytes um your blood sugar levels and then of course I I don't think we realize how dehydrated we are when we are, we can't even keep up with the amount of water that is coming out, you know? And then you're constantly peeing too. So think about how much you are breastfeeding plus peeing. Now think about, are you drinking that much water every day? So making sure that you're having enough water and that you're staying hydrated will help not only with obviously your milk supply, but your energy levels, um, and even your mood and headaches, if you get headaches, because a lot of headaches are caused by dehydration. Um, and even just that, what you just said, like the mommy brain, like when you're, we're dehydrated, we can't even think straight. And you, we don't even realize how dehydrated we are when we're, just, you know, sitting around the house
0: like a cow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, you're just like chilling and you're like, oh, right, I have to have a drink. I have to remind myself. I have like a huge, you know, like hydro flask and I fill it up constantly. And it's like, that's my reminder, like, oh, it's getting low. Okay, I need to drink more water. Cause otherwise, I would just forget and I would just get exhausted. Yeah, totally. It's like, just, you know, it's like you're doing so many things and you just forget. Like you said, mommy brain and baby yeah. brain and everything well and then like with postpartum you know like going back to the breastfeeding and all that do you have like for you personally or things that like you've seen with moms help them as far as like good snacks or things that you know you would recommend or things that you did personally that helped you besides coconut water
1: yeah so I feel like snacking around the clock is a must <laughs> um because you're burning so many calories so Um, my, my biggest advice when you are breastfeeding or pumping, so I had to start exclusively pumping, um, is to not use it as a weight loss tool. So a lot of, you'll see a lot of articles out there that are like, Oh yeah, the weight will, you know, fall off when you're breastfeeding because breastfeeding burns 200 calories a day. Well, you also want to make sure that you still fuel your body. So that way you can supply milk for your baby. And so I don't recommend using breastfeeding as a weight loss tool. I think that maintaining your weight is a beautiful thing while you're breastfeeding. And, um, and then when, if you start exercising, like if you start walking, then that is, that's something that you can do to start feeling really good. Um, so breastfeeding, if you snack throughout the day, I loved having anything with oats, which helps with your milk supply. And so I would make um, like little oat cookies um, with like olive oil, oats, uh, banana, egg whites. I can even just send you some that we can. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I would make smoothies. I had my go-to smoothie every day. That I'll also send you that. Um, I, I my appetite was so strange, and so smoothies were really good. Um, anything that you can grab because you really don't have a lot of time, especially if you have a lot going on. Um, you know, we all have so much going on. Um, and so I also loved grabbing even just like the tone it up bars. I don't know if you've had those, but they have protein in them, but anything that you know, what the ingredients are is really important too, because you know, whatever you're putting in your body is also going out. And so, uh, I loved making, um, smoothies, having bars, and then thankfully my husband, uh, cooks. (laughs) So I would have, um, you know, just a really, really good dinner, uh, like, you know, a little fish or lean protein and lots of vegetables. But, um, but yeah, it's snacking throughout the day is totally normal. Don't distract or don't restrict yourself from that too. Um, and then there's so many, like, I feel like there's lactation cookie recipes out there. Um, lactation brownies, which sound amazing. I never did that because I had a really, really great supply. Um, but I saw a lot of uh, women, you know, ordering different, like uh, lactation crackers and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, and then uh, pumping wise, I mean, I did it every couple hours and I didn't lose any weight for probably five or six months, but it's okay. Again, it's, it's part of, it's part of your journey. And I felt really good that I could um, feed my daughter. Cause I wasn't even sure what my breastfeeding Journey would look like, or if my milk would come in or not. So the fact that it did,
0: I was like, okay, we're doing this. I love that. It's true. I, I feel the same way. Like I, I was super blessed that I nursed Amelia for almost 22 months. What all was in my second trimester of pregnancy is when she, um, you know, weaned off because she felt the homo- hormone change. And now with Arlie, like she latched right from the get go and. I've been nursing her on the clock ever since. And so, and I haven't started pumping yet just because we're home and everything. I, I didn't want to add another chore to myself because with Amelia, I had no choice. I had to because she wasn't latching yet. So it's been a totally different journey. And yeah. so I remind myself the same. I'm like, I'm very grateful and blessed that I can breastfeed and I can provide her the nourishment she needs and to watch her grow. And it's just so cool, you know, as far as breastfeeding is concerned to like, see how much they grow and be like, wow, I'm doing that. Like I'm, I'm a part of that.
1: Yeah. I love that so much. And then, you know, I have friends that weren't able to um, to breastfeed and I'm like, you are still uh, helping your baby grow, <laughs> you know, oh, like you're and um, I don't know. So yeah, you make a really good point whenever whenever we feel a negative thought coming along, think of something, at least one thing that you're grateful for. So shift that. And then whenever you speak to your body about uh, like a negative thought about your body, think about what you would say to your baby instead, and then say that to yourself. Um, So I, I think that that helps too, because think about 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, how many times we might say something negative about our bodies. And so in all those times, if we could say something positive, it does shift and that's the work and you'll be totally prepared for another baby or what comes along. And that, and I know I told you before we um, hopped on this, but I think pregnancy and postpartum prepared me for our miscarriage. So Brian and I miscarried, um, even before COVID. So, uh, he was with me thankfully, but, um, I, uh, the feelings that I had of surrendering and, you know, looking pregnant still after losing the baby, um, having a bump, um, like all the feelings that came in of me not feeling worthy or good enough. I was able to shift, um, a lot of what I was feeling, um, I, I allowed myself to feel certain things. I was mourning, I was grieving, I didn't, you know, completely uh, blame myself. I, it was a lot and I think going through what I went through uh, during pregnancy and postpartum, I think really prepared me for, to go through something so traumatic um, later. And so um, it, it's been really, really hard. And I think, um, you know, when you have a miscarriage and then you come home from the hospital, I did have a DNC and you have a bump and you're wearing the underwear. Um, you know, it was, it was different because have, I had a miscarriage after having a healthy baby. And so I was like, how I'm at the same hospital that I had a healthy baby. And so all of a sudden this hospital that was like beautiful memories for me and coming home from the hospital with this, um, like the underwear and the pads and all this stuff um, it was a completely different experience. And so I was kind of going through the motions thinking, wow, now I have a completely different perspective of different women that go into the hospital. And so when I went in to give birth to Bella, I was thinking, there's women that were going in there to go through what I just went through. And so it definitely, um, all experiences, everything you feel is always valid. And uh, talking with, friends, family, and your partner is number one and not hiding your feelings and knowing that none of it is like losing a baby is not your fault. Losing pregnancy, um, you know, gaining weight, like all these things that we go through to create life. Um, none of it is your fault. And so opening up and talking with people is is number one, because when we hold it inside, sometimes we can start holding on to, um,
0: blame or
1: shame
0: yeah and I'm so sorry that you experienced that and went through that I appreciate you sharing it for others that you know have and you know um could in the future to really share those feelings because obviously so many go through that and um it is something that I think a lot of women of course you know I obviously haven't experienced it but from friends of mine that I have been around and they've said the same thing you know it's like such a strange feeling and you feel so, you know, judging your own body and feel things failed and all these emotions that just aren't true. And, you know, and someone like yourself, like you said, who had a, who has a healthy daughter and then went through that. I'm sure that was a whole kind of different feeling because I've had so many friends of mine that have, you know, lost and then had their, you know, rainbow baby, so to say. And for you, it was a little bit different experience.
1: Yeah. It's all It's journaling really, really helps talking with your friends and family really helps. Um, If you become, you know, depressed, postpartum depression, all these things, it's, it's so important for you to talk to someone, Um, again, because none of it is your fault. And postpartum depression is not your fault. (laughs) It's like, number one, I've seen so many things out there that are, um, you know, these things will make you happy or shift your perspective or this and that. When you have, if you are depressed postpartum, it is not something that you can just be grateful and snap out of it. It is not your fault. And so it's hormonal. And, um, and there's, there's just so much that goes into everything. And every woman's journey is different. And every mother's journey is different. And so when you talk with people about your own experience, just keep in mind any advice that you also receive is from like my experience even when I'm talking to her right now could be completely different you know i miscarried i had a dnc and someone that miscarries at home that's a completely different experience and probably more traumatic and so um, you know we can all we can all come together and just acknowledge and validate that we've all had these things and
0: all those emotions and just be there for, for one another. Yes, yeah, that's so true. And, and coming together to really share those feelings and, you know, and I appreciate you saying that about postpartum depression, because as you know, that's what my podcast was born out of. And, you know, never in a million years did I expect to go through something like that and to feel so dark. And I did feel so shameful of myself that I was, you know, feeling those feelings and, you know, like what was wrong with me and, you know, having a baby was such a blessing and, why was I so down on myself and why was I treating myself so badly? And, you know, it was, um, it was really hard. And I also had to do the work and really, um, you know, therapy and journaling and meditation and just finding different safe havens to be able to really work through and evolve myself and, and, and grow from the experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, right though. It's, it's like every woman's journey is different. And that's what I really appreciate about what you share and everything on your social is, you know, you're always uplifting. You're always helping women connect back to their mind and body, which I think a lot of times as women, we forget that the mind and body really is so connected and we like separate them. And I have to also like remind myself of that too, is like, you know, like what I'm thinking is gonna essentially kind of manifest and reflect in some way with my body. And, you know, same with like, if I'm not treating my body right and my mind might it feel right and I think it's interesting that a lot of times women like when I spoken to you know different moms and stuff on my show or on my social and everything like they've said to me like oh well you know I just like I can't stand you know my body like it's just I just that's what it is and I even said to them like you have to like you said like get to a place where you're you know talking well to yourself so that in your mind you're clearing those thoughts and like I, you know, I I think it's interesting that we forget how many thoughts we have a day. I think I read the other day, it's like something like, like 700 thoughts a day that aren't even our own on top of our own thoughts that are like from our own brain. And it's Mm -hmm. like, when you think about that, you're like, wow, there's so much out there and so much you're consuming. And I want to know for you, Katrina, like for your personal self, because you are obviously in the public eye, you have a very strong community, you're always online, you're doing Online content, like all that part of your job, but also part of who you are. How do you personally handle like just kind of being consumed by all of that? And then when it comes back to you reflecting on yourself.
1: Wow, yeah. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day about how much we do consume throughout the day. Um, it's funny that you said thoughts that are aren't even our own that are coming in. They're especially right now, uh, when you're just not, nu- I call it numbing thumbing. So you're, you're numbing yourself by thumbing through social media mm. and you are scrolling through and either subliminally or you're reading captions real quick. Think about how many, uh, captions and pictures you go through every day. And then the news is, um, what is it? I forget what the phrase is, but if it Um, it bleeds it reads and so a lot of news out there is negative because that's what people read and that's what we're attached to and we're, we're human so we can't help but look at something and be like oh that's awful and so you really have to be um aware of how much you are consuming and how much negative news you're consuming or how much um you're numbing your own life and summing someone else's like, that's, that's a real thing. And so when you, when you don't want to be in touch with uh, what you're going through or self work, a lot of times you'll just open up your phone and your choice of whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and you'll kind of escape your own life to see what other people are doing or what's on the news. And then, um, you know, when you talk to friends, you say hi, and then you talk about all the negative things that are happening in the world. Like you really have to take a step back and be conscious about, um, you know, what you want for for yourself. And so um, I've been feeling that lately, and I don't even know if I've realized it as much. Um, I think I'm hyper aware. I'm really, really sensitive. I'm an empath. An empath. Yeah. Uh, too. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. And so when I open Instagram. I'm flooded with, uh, you know, messages where I'm like, oh, I need to go over here. And then even being um, part of a community, uh, it's flourishing and growing. Um, of course, I started it, but I very feel like I, I feel like I'm part of it. And so, um, you know, taking responsibility for a lot of feelings and are we evolving and are we representing everybody? Like, there's so like literally every day I feel torn in so many different directions but if you feel torn um you know how much how much are you dedicating to your own um evolution and your own life and your own children and your own um, you know working on yourself and then how much how much time if you look at how much time you spend on your phone I think now our phones tell us <laughs> yeah <that's
0: laughs> the screen time. I know it's so funny you said that because I'll look at my phone and some days I'm like your screen time is up by nine hours and I'm like oh yeah you
1: know? So, and, and, and it's okay. Like, I think like, it's really good for us to check ourselves sometimes. And I spend a lot of time, a lot of time looking up hashtags to see how everyone's doing. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, did I check in with myself? Like, how am I doing today? Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I just think like we do consume so much throughout the day. Um, and a lot of times we don't realize it. And then, um, And then we forget like that number one person is you. And so are you, are you checking in with you? And when you're, when you're in a good place, then you can take care of so many things around you, including your baby and your relationship with your husband, your partner, boyfriend, whatever it is. Um, and but you have to put yourself first. And so I even said to myself this morning, I'm like, Oh, like I've been trying to get out of the house for a quick jog before anyone else wakes up in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't love working out in the middle of the day. I, I I'm too distracted by too many things and I want to be available to everyone. Um, and that's my biggest downfall is that during the day, I do not do anything for myself. I am available around the clock and I, I almost take pride in it. You know, my, my door is open, whether even if we're COVID, like any zoom call, anything. Um, So I really, really have to put myself first in first thing in the morning. And so I think looking at your day, when can you make it about you? When, when can you make yourself a priority? Um, Set yourself up a corner in your living room or in your basement somewhere where you can go like you said and meditate maybe um it's it's hard anyone this this advice is not for anyone that is feeding up throughout all the night like (laughs) you're in survival mode if you're up every two hours feeding your baby um and you're sleepless like you just need to find time whenever but anyone that is now has a sleeping baby this advice is for you try to wake up before the house wakes up um because throughout the day there's so many things that will come at you and then be aware of screen time be aware of what you're consuming in the world um I know that we want to care the world but you are literally the world to someone so you have to be home with that someone
0: oh I love that that's such a good message well and when you check in to take care of yourself Katrina like what is that like, what does that look like and how do you how do you since you said you do like go you know you are open during the day and you do allow so much in and you know welcome your community and be there for everyone how do you check in with yourself and how do you give back to yourself
1: yeah um i have this journal that i use um it's from actually boss babe i don't know if you've seen her um oh, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so natalie uh I, I like love her and so I ordered her journal and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I open it and it says um, three things that I'm grateful for uh, the day and then like three personal goals. You can put personal goals and then um, career goals too um, and to-do lists and things like that. And as soon as I started doing that, I realized, uh, you know, oh, wow, I, I haven't really been doing anything for me. And when it when it asks you like three three things do you even want to do for yourself that day? You're like, wait, what? As a mom, you're like, (laughs) it's almost like giving yourself permission. We, as women, we are so uncomfortable putting ourselves first or doing anything for ourselves. We're naturally nurturing. And so when you're, when you're a mom, if someone actually says to you, like, what do you want to do for you? You're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, That, that really helped me. Uh, Making sure that, um, yeah, giving myself permission to, you know, get up, work out, and of course, um, the days that I can't wake up and do that, or I'm exhausted, or you know, Bella was even up last night, so I, I didn't wake up and do that this morning. But um, practicing forgiveness, also, uh, I have, of course, the quick workouts that I told you about, and the Tone It Up app. Um, you know, doing something like that for myself, and then the days that you don't want to work out, have a glass of wine. And during nap time, instead of cleaning the house or doing laundry, like that's going to be there. Like, again, you have so much time. You have time to even do laundry, like let it pile up, sit outside with a glass of wine or make make yourself a spritzer and listen to a podcast or open the book that you've been waiting to read. Like that, there's so many things that I know that you want to do for everything else and everyone else, but- you know, making a couple goals throughout the week to do
0: something that makes you feel good. I love that. That's such a a beautiful like message, especially for right now in this time. It's so true. And I wanted to ask you before I let you go, how are you kind of, um you know, pivoting and transitioning in quarantine, everything going on, you know, with where we are in the world? Like, how are you, you you know, handling things, like, have you shifted in your own home, you know, to handle things? Like, I'm just curious, like, being such an entrepreneur, and then also such an amazing mom and wife and all the things that you do, like, what does that look like now that you're in a different place with where the world is?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, same thing, everyone's journey is completely different. Um It was really hard at first, because I, I was in such a routine that, boom something hits you and you're like you're in fight or flight so at first it was a little exciting i was like okay go to the grocery store get enough food for how long is this going to be like a month okay we can do this you go on a zoom i go on a zoom we shared brian and i worked together so we shared our schedule with each other and we bounced back and forth and um we made sure that we could balance parenting plus working that's not possible for a lot of people a lot of people uh, they're like I'm on Zooms all day and then the other one's like I'm on Zooms all day or they, they can't juggle it and so Brian and I were able to juggle and it was still really hard um, and I started going live for workouts because I felt like anyone that felt really isolated anyone that was um, you know quarantined by themselves opening up how I could help everyone I was like how can I help I can't. I'm not on the front lines I'm not <laughs> um, you know and I, I, I very much was like how can I help right now well I know how to exercise, I know how to squat, I can do that in my sleep, like I'll just go live. And so I decided to go live almost almost every day um, for the first few months. And then um, I'm still going live uh, on SI Swimsuit every Tuesday, um, on Tone It Up occasionally too. And then of course, uh, workouts in the Tone Up app, I'm about to film new workouts for the app next week. So um, for, for me, it's obviously been really, hard our business we pivoted and made sure that um we were connecting connection is number one uh, and just releasing workouts that were uh of course you can do all of our workouts from home but making sure that they uh you know everyone knows that you can do 10 minutes or anything that makes you feel good and that you're moving within your walls at home and then all of a sudden here we are and um how many months have passed like now i just feel like Everyone's a little numb. Um, I heard from one of my, uh, my really good girlfriends. Uh, she's a mom of four. Wow. And, uh, she said that she's having the hardest week ever this week. And what is it? Wednesday right now? Yeah. Um, and so I just, I cried for her cause I was like, you know, part of me is like, okay, some people like we have the hang of it now. Like everyone's good. Right. But no, everyone's experienced different, different things. And so, um, I don't know. So personally, we've been able to adjust pivot Brian and I really work as a team. Um, And it's important for uh, I listened to, uh, you know, Jay Shetty, and he said, you know, healthy relationships, make sure you don't keep score. And Mm -hmm. so I think at first we were like, okay, you watch it for two hours and I watch it for two hours. Well, I already watched it for three hours. Like, Make sure you don't do that because as soon as you start start keeping score or what you're doing around the house, then it can become a lot of friction at home. And so just working together as a team, just know that some weeks, you're gonna be putting a lot more hours around the clock um, than your partner. And then if you're a single mom, like God bless you. Again, my struggles are, um, so small compared to what a lot of people are going through. So my pivot was easier because I felt like I could really um, contribute and work work as a team with Brian. So, um, but my heart is definitely wrapped around anyone that feels a lot right now. And if you're crying, I love you, and I'm <laughs> I wish that I could be there. And if you just pop in a little workout later, um, that's how I can be there for you. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that. It's so true. It's, it's hard for everyone. Everyone's experiencing it in all different ways. I think for me, same, like we kind of team up, my husband, you know, works from home and, you know, I pretty much have the girls most of the day. And then he'll kind of come down and check on me to see what's going on and see if he can step in and help. And then, you know, from there, it's like this time right now, like when Amelia's like has a quick nap, I'm able to have, you know, Arlie and kind of do my podcast and work on a couple things. And then how you were saying, like carve out space, like I'm a night owl. Like I'm not someone who I try to get up early in the morning, but it just like never happens. Like God help me when it comes to school for me down the road, but you know, yeah. like I, for me, it's like, I like thrive in the night. So I tell myself like, that's when I'm going to journal. And that's when I'm going to answer some emails. And that's when, you know, I'm going to watch a show where like every night is different, but It's like, for me, that's my me time. Even if I end up obviously having to nurse a couple hours later, because obviously Arlie's so new, but it's like, for me, that's when I know I get my time because the world is quiet. My husband is like usually upstairs playing a game or doing something or whatever. And so I get to have my me time and I agree with you. I think that is super important to really, especially in this time, to really allow yourself, Even if it's only five, 10 minutes here, there to allow that me time for yourself in order to like really check in back with you.
1: That's so important. I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there right now because we're talking about screen time because I've, I've made this mistake. When your baby goes down for sleep, before you sit down and open your phone, do some things that you wanted to do for yourself. You know, when your baby's up and you're with them, you're like, Oh yeah, as soon as they go to sleep or as soon as they nap, I want to do this and I want to do this for myself. And maybe you do want to put the dishes away or whatever it is before you sit down you open your phone and you and you numb yourself because that can become your entire nap time and the whole like that even if you want to do that that's one thing but doing that a lot um can take away from that self-time and that self-care and balancing everything um even though balance is there's no such thing as balance <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah that's a really good reminder too like when you do finally have time to sit down um, and do anything that you've been thinking about, like you just said, like carving out time in the evening, I'm always like, okay, I'm gonna do, <laughs> as soon as she's done for bed, I wanna do this, this, this. And then sometimes I just open my phone, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have you know, 17 text messages and all I need to call this person back are my emails. And so it, all of a sudden, um, I'm still not doing something for me. And so um, I hope that me making some of those mistakes that anyone that's listening, I was like, oh, wow. You know what,
0: I'm going to make sure as soon as you put your baby down, do what you need to do before you open your phone. I love that. And I love that you like, honestly, Katrina, like you always share how, you know, real you are. And like, that's why your community loves you. You're so, you know, welcoming and so open about everything. And I think that's why people truly connect with you. I know that's why like I was immediately connected to you so many years ago. and, And still now it's like you share your heart, but you also really put in your passion to what your heart truly aligns with. And I just think there's so much beauty in that, especially obviously in this time where people do feel so alone. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on my show and like sharing your heart and helping women and especially moms and everything. Like we are all in this together and it's so important to constantly have that. And I'm so grateful to have this podcast being able to share that with women and, you know, have someone like you to really put that message out there. And for those listening to really love on themselves, like you said, whether it's your body your mind, you know, everything, um, it's just amazing. So I want to know what new projects do you maybe have coming up that you want to share and tell us where we can find you and follow you.
1: Thanks. I thought you'd never ask. Um, (laughs) So over the past year I've planned this. And then of course, like, that's the other thing. If you've been wanting to do something and then all of a sudden 2020 hit and you're like, oh my goodness, it's okay. So I thought earlier this year I'd launch a podcast and um, it's a little bit on the back burner, but it's okay because I'm still going to light it up. It's going to be amazing. Um, so that's coming and uh, I'm hopefully it will be coming this fall. And then um, if anyone's listening, they want to see my postpartum journey, I actually saved it on a highlight on my Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram, Katrina Scott, go up to my highlights, and I think it just says post baby and you can kind of see, um, oh, go to pregnancy too to see when I first discovered the stretch marks that we were talking about. Um, And you can kind of skip through and any any things that helped me um, and a lot of the messages that I wanted to share. So I wanted to put that out there if any of you are going through any of that. um, I did save all that. And then um, what else? And you can work out with me. And even if it's just 10 minutes or something in the Tone It Up app um, and the month of September, um, I think this podcast will be out by then, but the month of September, the Tone It Up app is completely free. We're celebrating the birthday and then also Um, wanting to give back during this time, because I don't think anyone expected us to still be here where we are. And so um, anyone that wants to come in and work out, you can just download it and work out with us. And hopefully, you'll totally going to do that. I'm so excited. Yeah. And we want you to not only fall in love with the toner up but like fall in love with you and working out with you oh my gosh do you hear Bella what? I do, I do
0: it. it's okay Arlie's sucking on my real mom am like, always sucking on my arm and like making what? all kinds of like noises like I love it it's it's the realness yeah. well thank you yeah. so much Katrina for being yeah. here thank and really you. Sending, you know your light and your love and I'm sending so much love to you and your family and uh, hopefully soon enough I'll see you IRL
1: you too I know and thank you everyone for listening <laughs>
0: yes and cheers yeah. till next time guys thank you yeah. bye